1: Insights, everyone, and the latest installment in our Masterclass Educational Series, Guidance from Spirit, Channeled Messages from Beyond the Veil. I'm joined today by my special guest co-host, Danielle Gibbons, who has served as channel for Mother Mary since 1994, allowing Mother in her distinct voice to share universal truth and lend guidance to help us on our human journey. Danielle and Mother Mary join me on the second Wednesday of each month at 3 p.m. Eastern if you would like to mark your calendars. After a brief discussion with Danielle, she allows Mother to come through to speak on the subject. Please note that we do not take live calls from listeners during segments with Mother Mary. Danielle has connected people worldwide with Mother's love and grace through best-selling courses, life-changing retreats, radio appearances, and online events to inspire individuals to awaken and expand their consciousness. Visit BelovedPublications.com to learn more about Danielle and Mother's events and to purchase their book. Mother Mary's Pathway to Love, building a loving relationship with yourself that will transform your life. If you'd like to follow Mother's teachings more closely, you can do that in several ways. First, on YouTube, you can access tremendously profound videos of Mother speaking on a variety of subjects. Go to Mother Mary channel on YouTube, where new videos are uploaded every two weeks. You can tune into Danielle and Mother's appearances on Conscious Talk Radio on the second Friday of each month. Simply visit ConsciousTalk.net to access those segments or you can review the archives of our discussions on my website, SpiritualInsightsRadio.com, where I put together a collection of direct links to mothers appearances elsewhere and to her teachings to make it more convenient for you. Of course, we always welcome your thoughts and feedback on the segments. Now for today's topic of discussion. As of this taping, we are in the month of May in 2018. The past several months have been rather challenging for many with problems, accidents, electronic issues, and traumatic situations manifesting. Danielle and I will discuss these events and the understanding we have of the energies that are present to support these transformative manifestations. And we'll also discuss methods of self-care that focus on health and balance rather than indulging our personal fears. Mother will come through to offer her divine wisdom. I wanted to create this segment as a resource in case anyone experiences extreme turbulence in their lives in the future. You may wish to take notes. Well, let's welcome Danielle back to the show and get the conversation started. Welcome, Danielle. Welcome back.
0: Thank you so much, Charlotte. It's great to be here with you today, as always. As always, yes. How are you? I am doing well. I am doing very well. Thank you. This uh, time of turbulence um, has really aligned for me as an extraordinary opportunity. So I I am I'm very grateful for this uh, for all, all the shakeups that are happening at least for me.
1: So you've had a few incidents that kind of put you on that path to the gratitude?
0: I did. Yes. I mean, I I've been uh, as you know, we've mentioned on the show previously, I've been involved with Mother's uh, School of Love. It's an online course that I've been doing since um, February. And Mm -hmm. each year when I do an online course, I I also try to participate as a student because there's just so much awesomeness going on. (laughs) I don't don't want to miss out, you know. And so the course itself has been really very life-changing for me. And a lot of the Uh, techniques that mothers introducing, I've been utilizing on a consistent basis and just getting great results. But, you know, a lot of that is about stirring up old patterns, rewriting new stories, letting go of the old story, identifying the old story. And so in the midst of all that, in about uh, the beginning of April, I was in a minor car accident. And that is very unlike me. Like, I have not been... I've only had three car accidents in my life. I'm 50. I just turned 53 on Sunday. Um, oh. Yeah. This is my birthday. <laughs> and uh, I, the first two was when I was fairly young and they were both rear just I don't know what it is. I just always get rear-ended. Um, and so I have not had one for 25 years. That's just not really, I guess, my way of processing thing. I know some people that, you know, car accidents are a thing for them, or it's not common, but it's, you know, it happens uh, quite a few times throughout their lives, and for me, it's, it's, that's not, hasn't been part of my reality until the beginning of April, and it was a minor accident, but it really caused quite a bit of pain for me, but nothing like so serious. I certainly didn't go to the hospital. It wasn't, you know, anything like that. Um, it shook me up emotionally, energetically, but I really felt like the day it happened, I knew right away that this was, um, designed to literally help shake loose old, old, old stuff. And right away, um, you know, my, the insurance company was like, yeah, you have this amount of money and you can use it however you want for your medical. We don't, you know, we don't decide that for you, which was phenomenal because mother immediately gathered, you know, Team Danielle together. And so I've been having all these great treatments, you know, it's chiropractor who's very energetic based. No big, heavy adjusting, no cracking, you know, nothing like that. He does Mm nuca, And then my massage therapist has loads of modalities that she's working with, emotion code and body story or something like that. I can't remember what she calls it. And then just massage. And, you know, it has been transformative, just transformative even as all this stuff is getting stirred up and shaken up, you know, and, and I am not paying for any of these treatments out of my own pocket. Um, and, the, you know, it's like, I, you know, when, when we think about abundance sometimes, and, and we, I don't know, I shouldn't say we, I get stuck in thinking, oh, there's only one avenue that abundance can come to me through, you know, financially, or I can't afford this, or I can't afford that. And, you know, it's always focused on my work and the income that that brings in. It's sort of like, I forget that abundance is, it does not know boundaries. You know, it's, it's everywhere all the time. It can come from any avenue. And I just feel so taken care of right now and so grateful. Good for you. A lot of people are having a tough time. Yeah, and I can see for myself um, where in the past, this would have been one of those times for me. And really, the only thing that's different is my perception. Um, Because it wasn't so long ago that I would have looked at this as some kind of a punishment or oh, my gosh, this has just, you know, disrupted my life so much and, and looked at it in, a, in really a negative way. And I may have felt some gratitude for the treatment, but always thinking, well, I wouldn't have to be, you know, having these if I weren't in this pain and if this accident hadn't happened. You know, it's like my victim, a big part of what's shifting for me right now is that whole victim-martyr mentality. And it's just a very different experience, even though I don't know that things on the outside are are that different. Interesting. Well, I
1: wanted to mention to everybody, you know, if you're having a hard time or if you have been having a hard time for the past several months, and especially if in the future, if you're listening to this uh, way in the future and you are having um, strange manifestations in your life, no matter what's happening energetically then you know, hopefully this will be something that you can use to your benefit. But I've had conversations with people. Of course, a lot of people are having problems with electronics. Um, Mm -hmm. car accidents. In fact, a friend of mine went to make a left turn, doesn't know how she made the mistake, but it wound up that she totaled someone's brand-new Mercedes. And later, uh, she accidentally caused a fire in a condo she rented for the evening. Oh, my God. Wow, it's crazy. But, it, you know, it got me thinking as I heard other people's stories and I needed to think about my own crisis that I was in, and I'll I'll talk about that briefly in a minute. But it, the idea is, okay, what does this reflect? What is it about impact? What is it about fear and transformation and, and what's really happening beneath the surface? So I did, I did get some information that I can touch on. But for me, what happened was, um, my husband is a professional driver, and he's a perfectionist. He he doesn't make, quote, unquote, mistakes, if you know what I
0: mean. Yeah.
1: Very conscientious. Somehow, he was in a gas station and managed to scratch a pickup truck with the box truck he was driving. And my first response, when he finally told me about this, I said, you made a mistake? And he said he he, he couldn't tell that there was something in the mirror. You just couldn't see it. So that told me that there's something physical happening that helped this to happen. Either way, the wind-up was the man in the truck was very nice, but he felt obligated to tell the co-owner of the vehicle, which I guess was his wife, she got her mother-in-law involved, and they were going to do like a cash payment just to get it fixed. Get, I'll give you my phone number. I will make sure you're okay. We think we'll cover it. It was just a small like four to six-inch scratch. Either way, it happened. the hard part was He broke this news to me, but he assured me it was handled. A few hours later, he spoke to the mother-in-law who got a quote from her mechanic, and she proceeded to blackmail him for over $600 and and said if he didn't pay it, she would call the insurance company, get them involved, and then she'd show up in court for the ticket and 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 lie and, and do whatever. So he and the owner of the company wanted to get rid of this, so they wound up just paying it. But I was furious. I, was I wanted to do something about it. Four days later, I get a call from my bank who asked us, are we participants in some program that lets you transfer money? I said, I don't even know what that is. What is it? And he says, well, you sign up and you can transfer money to people. I said, no, I don't have any use for that. And then he broke the news to me that, well, someone signed up in your name, hacked into your account, and transferred money. And I said, how much are we talking here? And he said, all of it. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. And I was like, what do you mean? How is this possible? This can't be happening. All of that. I went into shock. All of that. So the windup was you have to go into the bank, open up a new account. They lock the other account. They investigate. You've got to get a new debit card. You have to do, you have to do everything all over, and that includes direct deposit, if you have that, automatic payment, look for blog, talk, radio, and And everything that I did to fix it, somebody made a mistake and and did something wrong, like a deposit, didn't go into the account we designated. It went into the locked account where the fraud was.
0: Oh, my gosh.
1: The debit card that we received got declined, and when I went to find out what happened, the teller figured it out and informed me that the debit card when it was issued for the new account was linked to the locked account where the fraud was.
0: Oh, my gosh.
1: Oh. this went on for about five or six weeks, and oh. our nerves are frazzled. We're, You know, we're dealing with all this stuff, and then finally it started to get a little better, got everything in place. The direct deposit was in place. I had about a week, and I said, okay, let it go, put it behind you, and then with the new account that I had opened, that got hacked into as well, and the same thing happened. So I'm right back where I started. Yeah. Oh. and they're trying to convince us that my computer is vulnerable I must have happened to have asked the right question because I said how is it possible that they access my account how did they get in the lady asked me what my login was I told her but they didn't use that login they used another one and I had just created that login a week and a half before and hadn't even used it so there's something weird with this program it's called Zelle V-E-L-L-E. and and there's an article in the New York Times all about it and it describes my experience to a T where they get into the account, transfer a penny, transfer another penny, maybe try 50 cents, and then they start transferring gangbusters, 150, 200, 250, 300, and then they just take everything. And it takes time to research that, get the money back. It was just a nightmare.
0: So but wait, what, what was the name of that?
1: Zell. It's called uh, Z-E-L-L-E, and it's a program that allows people to sign up and transfer money from their bank to a completely different institution instantly. It doesn't even go through, like, a filter. It just instantly transfers money. Um, But you didn't sign up for that. I hadn't even heard of it when I got the call.
0: So how did they get into your account if you didn't sign up for it?
1: Their answers always protect the bank, and they're trying to convince me that my computer is vulnerable. I'm like, nope, nope. I'm not falling for a link in an email. I'm not falling for a telephone call. I do not fall for this stuff. I run a tight ship. But but now I have to file a police report, maybe, and I'll hopefully get the FBI involved, and I think I'm going to reach out to local media and, um, and 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 see what can be done legally. But it's been
0: traumatic. Yes, that is very traumatic. And it does affect us, you know, on every single level, emotionally, uh, mentally, physically, yes. spiritually, energetically, just the whole deal. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. if you're sensitive, if you're a highly sensitive person like you and I are, it affects us so much more deeply. It is um, the the energy upset is inescapable. Well, I, had, I sat with it. I got some guidance. And talk to, I
1: talked to a mother. I talked to um, actually a friend of mine channels, uh, Isaiah from the Bible. Yeah. And he's got a very grandfatherly energy. I really like him. And he sent a message, and I'll, and I'll read a short excerpt of that. And he said, I may bring to your attention that the time now is a chaotic time of change for many, and the lingering energies that are converting and colliding with one another make it difficult to achieve goals. The negativity that has accumulated around your fear have manifested into the events of your husband's accident and your bank problem. Now with the clearing of old archaic belief systems, and that, that was what you said at the top of the show about these things coming up and out. Yep. Um, the flow of the negative comes forward into the physical. Wow. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And all that fear. And mother, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And mother concurs. um she said all persons who have been experiencing difficulty of late were to identify the pattern of their thinking that helped to manifest whatever unfolded in their life. Many have experienced failure with their electronics. This is a reflection of their quote-unquote circuitry and the disconnections that create gaps that allow negativity to flow in. Then the negativity flows outward into their experience. So she basically explains that it's a convergence of energy. It's, it is chaotic, but it, it goes to the core of whatever fear you're feeling. She, she says at one point, for instance, suppose you have concerns about your marriage. If that's your greatest fear, then whatever the negativity that accumulates is, is going to go straight to the core of that, and you're going to experience something in your marriage. For mm-hmm. me, the fear of loss was oh. the issue.
0: Yeah.
1: And, that, and, and, it, and it must be a very deep issue. And I know I've had it a long time because all my life, I've, I've been working since the age of 10, but all my life people have always tried to relieve me of my money in one way or another. Yeah, and so there's this guardedness around it and so it had to come to the forefront of my mind but it, it took a big bump on the head to really get it and so I've certainly worked on it but that's that's pretty much where I am and with that fear of loss that is what happens for me to cause a transformation in my mm-hmm. life mm-hmm. I'm just not where you are yet with the fascination of it and the gratitude I'm, I'm simply not <laughs> there yet but I'm trying Now, what somebody did say, and it was um, Dr. Bob, my co-host, his co-president of the Foundation for Inner Peace, she had said that everybody's going through hell, but it ends on May 8th. And I didn't know where that information came from, but I was just hoping it was true. And so that was yesterday. Mm. Um, And hopefully Mother will be speaking about that, because now today's energy feels totally different, and I do feel that the hard part is over. I think there might be... Other things to learn, but the hard part—the really chaotic, torturous part of it—should yeah. be subsiding for everybody right now. So that's good news, you know.
0: That is very good news. Yes, yeah, that is very good news. And um, how? So tell me, once you felt all this, um, you know, coming to the forefront for you in the recognition about loss, and particularly tied to money. Uh, you know, given your your history and and your upbringing and all that, and just, you know, who you are. So what are you feeling drawn to do now to to make peace with all that, to smooth that out? That's a good question. I'm going to
1: take a look at my complete financial picture. I want to rearrange things. Um, I want to minimize expenses. Um, I, I do not like having stress around money and I want to make sure that I have adequate control with minimal stress. Mm -hmm. And so there have been instances for, I'll I'll give you a, a for instance, where the fear comes from, you know, Mm -hmm. whether it's somebody while I'm sleeping at night in, in my childhood home, while I'm sleeping at night, trying to get into my handbag to take money from me, or my older sister at one point had called me and asked me for money, and I, I said, I don't have any money. And she says, yes, you do. You got paid today. Don't lie to me. I have it written on my calendar.
0: You said what? Like, what?
1: She said what? She says, she says yes, you do. You got paid today. I have it written on my calendar. And so the next time I went over her house, I, I went to where her calendar was on the refrigerator, and every two weeks it had Char gets paid written on it. Wow. Yeah, wow is right, and it created this paranoia. And so I can feel it beneath the surface, whether it's someone walking up to me in a parking lot asking for money, there's this fear that grips me. Is this this person going to emotionally overpower me and and get me to do something I don't want to do, whether whether I'm able to do it or not? It's not that I don't uh, help people out from time to time, but there's that fear that kind of grips you as someone's approaching and you know, they're after something.
0: Right. Yes. Yes. That kind of
1: thing. So I, I know it needs to be addressed. And it's not that I haven't done any work on this issue. I've done a lot of work, you know, but apparently this is one of those things that has to come out so that I can move forward in more of a truth than with the baggage. You know what I mean?
0: I do. And I'm, and I want to dig just a little bit deeper, if you're okay with that. Um, Sure, because I I feel that same kind of, like, if we take it out of the money piece, but being a highly sensitive person and empath, and when people approach you and you don't, uh, sometimes you know they're going to ask for money, uh, it it feels obvious. Uh, The energy just sort of presents itself before they even open their mouth. But then yes. sometimes you don't know what they're approaching you for, but you know they're approaching you to ask you for something. And like as a highly sensitive person, do you feel that there's this, um, that the, the anticipation of what people are going to want from us that creates a kind of, burden or anxiety or kind of get some fear cycles going like almost like we already know what's coming we might not know exactly what's coming but we know something's coming something's gonna someone's gonna want something from us they're gonna ask something of us um, right and does is, does that also kind of stir up the fear or is it only with the, when you know someone's gonna ask you for money now, it might apply to
1: several different situations and, and bringing up the point of, you know, something somebody's going to want something from me. And that could be attention, energy, money, a favor, uh, right. a helping hand, a bailout. Like, I don't want to deal with this problem, so I need you to fix it for me. Right. But for me, I'm generally pretty much daily so open. So when I'm Interacting with people like at a grocery store, or in, a, in a parking lot as they're going by. My sealers are always out there. I'm always open. The antenna is up. And if there's ever a time where someone even looks like they need help, I will approach them and say, you seem like you could use a little help or someone to talk to. Can I help you? Or they come up to me. And that's fine. I love it. The difference is when people come up and then they have this look in their eye that you have something and I want it. There's a threat to it. Yes. Threatening. So that triggers the fear and then kicks up all the other stuff from people either trying to take my money, trying to manipulate me out into giving them money. And then other people who have tricked you out of, you know, you know, there are, there are situations where you can have poor judgment and you should have known better and you say, okay, well, just don't do that again. And you don't make this mistake, but it's that, do you remember when Mother says, like, two of our greatest fears is not getting what you want and losing what you have? Yeah. That has rung in my head since she said it. Yeah. And then it happened to me. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. So it, it is what it is. But where I am now, I need to move forward. I, I can't sit and, and stew over it anymore. It's been... I've been very depressed and what have you. But you had mentioned that you have a routine, especially when we're sensitive to this stuff, a routine of self-care that helps you refocus. Do you want to talk about
0: that? Yes. And, you know, that's one of the things that um, I'm really just starting to learn. In the past six months or so, uh, how critical it is to know myself as a highly sensitive person and an empath and knowing that because I was born with those gifts, I require sort of special care and feeding, so to speak, you know, that, that may be very different than other people. Um, and what I'm learning is how um, – it's not just something I should do or I ought to do, but it's really becoming critical for my happiness, for, for my just my daily well-being. Often it needs to be first before anything else, and a lot of it has to do with energy and keeping my energy clear. Mother taught is great um, energy clearing exercise. And she's also been teaching the School of Love how to unhook. Now, this is critical. This is so crazy and amazing. How to unhook my energy tendrils from other people and draw that energy back into myself. Because a big part of keeping these energy tendrils into other people has been about my hypervigilance, um, trying to get information about them energetically emotionally spiritually that they're not voluntarily sharing with me but i'm i'm get i'm trying to get that information so i can feel safe right so i can know what they're feeling what's going on for them so i can kind of change my own self in a way that keeps the peace that because i'm a peacekeeper in any relationship um and it's this fascinating understanding of how much energy, it's like no wonder I've been tired, even though I don't have chronic fatigue or fibromyalgia, I have been tired since my (laughs) mid-twenties. I'm just tired. (laughs) I don't have a lot of energy. And because the output in keeping all those tendrils is enormous. And what Mother was talking about is Yes, it might give me some insight and information about the people in my life, but I've created an open conduit. So now I am also subject to their fears, their worries, their anxieties, (laughs) their problems, their drama. You know what I mean? And it might just be a little tiny trickle. But if I have enough tendrils and enough people that is creating a false sense of myself, a false sense of my life, um, that I am being privy to things that really, in essence, are none of my business. You know, it's totally different. Like if I call you for a private session, right, I say, Charlotte, I want to have a session with you, and we have an exchange, and you say, okay, great, it's going to be, Wednesday at noon, and I call you up, and I pay money, and and you, I'm giving you permission to use your gifts to go into my energy field and see what's there and how you can help it. That's different, right? I'm, you know, as an empath and, and a survivor from my childhood, I'm doing this uninvited. I'm and, you know, and people are doing it to me, too. It's not like I'm the only one doing it to people. People are doing it to me, too. And unhooking their energy from me, unhooking my energy from me, I can feel it coming back into my body. Huge rushes of energy. I've had more physical energy, mental energy uh, than I've had in a long time, in just the last month since I've been doing these practices. And I clear my energy like a few times a day. I do it every morning. And I'm starting to take better care about, for instance, if I'm with a group of people, even if it's like only 10 or 15 people, um, and I do this every Saturday. There's a group that I belong to that I hang with on Saturday morning. And the group fluctuates. It's anywhere from 10 to 15, sometimes even 20 people. I'm learning that I cannot then go to the mall and run errands, like it's too much, and, you know, and I've known that I'm not a mall shopper, I can't just wander the mall, I'm I'm like a get in and get out, but I can't even do that after my meeting, because it's too much, and I'm refining how much time I can spend in groups and with individuals. And I'm just really honing in on my needs based on who I am as a highly sensitive person and an empath. And because my old solution was just to isolate, right? I'd I'd dive in and dive in and dive in and then I'd get overwhelmed and then I'd isolate because I just couldn't handle being around anybody. Mm Mm-hmm. And now I'm realizing that that is, you know, uh, the kind of binge and starve mentality that always gets me into trouble. So I'm, I'm doing all this energy movement. Uh, I'm practicing a lot of EFT, the tapping, emotional tapping um, and these energy practices that Mother is is, uh, teaching us in school of love. And it is, I I can't even begin to describe to you the difference. And some people in my life are taking three and four sessions before I'm willing to unhook from them completely. Like I didn't realize how deeply connected energetically I was based on my fears and my need to know what's going on with them uh, in the background so that I can manage the relationship. None of that is any of my business. And what Mother's teaching about the energy is that what what you do get to do is trust yourself and only share what each individual, you and the other person, are willing to share with each other. And whatever else is inside of them is none of your business until they choose to share it with you. And when I trust myself, I trust myself to know that what, what part of them that they're actually willingly sharing with me is enough for me to know if they are um, okay for me or not okay for me. And that's all I need to know, right? Do I resonate with them or do I not resonate with them? That's what, all I what? need to know. Anything else they want to share with me is totally up to them. But I'm realizing all these energy hooks as an empath that I've put into people from my own my own fear-based, you know, version of safety is uh, it's an invasion of their privacy. Uh, yeah. Because it's not being done in a professional setting, you know, where they're coming to me and I, like, you know, what you do with people. Um, that That's not what's happening. You know, these are my, my family, my close friends, my, both my ex-husbands, uh, you know, my son, uh, people that, um, are not are They are not for me to manage. Like that's not my job is to manage the relationship. And yet for so long, I thought that it was, that it was my job to manage things. And, um, It's not. So I'm getting back a lot of my energy that I've been putting out for so long um, in ways that really, in the end, um, they don't really help me because I might be getting bits and pieces, but I'm taking them out of context. And it doesn't really give me a full picture of the person because individuals are just too complex. You know, you can't take little bits and pieces and then make sweeping decisions about people and who they are. And that's really what I had been doing. So um, it's good. These are really great self-care practices as an empath and a highly sensitive person that, whew, you know, beyond just the regular good old eating well and exercise and, you know, taking care of my physical body in that way, taking care of my energetic body is kind of a new thing thing.
1: Yeah, I, I have a routine. I haven't been on it lately because I'm so out of it. but um, with exercise and the difference in my art when I do this and one of them is a breathing exercise and my heart
0: just gets huge and, and clear and bright. But, um, I like when the I'm idea more, of that, of, of keeping your heart clear and bright. I love that image. That's beautiful. I, I always choose to almost pumped love into all the
1: relationships, especially with my family because there was so much dysfunction. But essentially I had to come to the conclusion that I really wasn't helping things by being the peacemaker between everybody, by helping everybody with their problems all the time. It didn't help them like I thought it would. So I had to extract myself from this situation and that's when I moved to Florida. Then my energy level lifted and things really got better. Because I wasn't trying to keep the peace between six other people, (laughs) whoever else, and I wasn't worrying about what's around the corner, and I wasn't feeling them trying to siphon my energy, like psychic vampires can often do. And so I got that distance and then found peace, and, and that was different, but... I'm just I'm just glad that she's teaching
0: this and that it's having such a positive impact for you. It is, and not just myself. I mean, really, the, all the people in the course that are actually doing it are just getting amazing, amazing results from it. It's uh, yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty awesome, and uh, I'm. It's it's a powerful. Um, well, it's 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 powerful, but I'm also really just learning about. What it is to be an empath, you know, just in the daily world. Not, not to, not necessarily using it as a gift uh, in my work or, you know, like that. I, I'm familiar with that, but I, I haven't really spent much time um, thinking about uh, how it, how that translates into my everyday life and how I need to care for myself as an empath and a sensitive person. Just. Just, yeah, in, in my everyday life on a, on a deeper level, um, I, I had, I, I knew things sort of in a cursory manner, and I certainly, you know, tried to take care of myself over the years uh, to the best I knew, but I'm just going deeper into these gifts, and, um, and I realized that in order for them to feel like gifts rather than a curse <laughs> or a burden that I really do have to take care of myself every day in a very particular manner. Um, Just like brushing my teeth uh, or, you know, or going to sleep at night, you know, there, there's just a, or feeding myself three times a day, you know, it's, it's becoming one of, um, one of my aspects of self care that is becoming non-negotiable. Like I just can't, like I have to do it no matter what. If, if I want to have uh, you know, more energy, more happiness, uh, a light, a lighter feeling, um, you know, leaving off a lot of burdens uh, that apparently don't even belong to me. <laughs> Belongs to other people. <laughs> Not to
1: mention, look at the energy. You could probably describe it a lot better than I could, but look at the energy that is present, that is um, necessary to channel mother. Exactly. You exactly. have to be very in order to do that. And so my routine has been going on for about a year and a half. Um, I have to get back on it. I really was not so forced by these events. But, um, yeah, it's, it's a very – to some people it might seem rigorous, but you know what? When you get everything done and you feel that clear, bright feeling and that clarity, and especially clarity of purpose, it's joyful. And so yeah. – Clearing out the muck out of your energy, whether it's yours or other people, really just allows you to experience the joy that gets covered up by all of this energy. There's so much to be on the planet and picking up energies and
0: what have you. You know. Yes. Yes. And so, just I, I you know, I think of myself sort of, uh, you know, like when you wear black polyester pants, and you sit down on a couch or someone who has cats, and you stand, (laughs) like energy just sticks to me, (laughs) and in my, and in my energy field, so, you know, to keep that clean and clear on a, you know, daily basis, and, you know, a few times throughout the day, it's, it's like having my own tape roll with me, where I just, you know, (laughs) I just roll over all the energy that doesn't feel good, and then just peel
1: off that
0: piece of tape and
1: throw it in the trash. Right. And um, on the show over the past five years, um, I've I've pushed a lot for salt baths, uh, crystal work, smudging. You know, we go into all that just like an energetic maintenance routine and get people what oils, just different things, whatever you resonate with, that help clear out negativity and what have you, especially, you know, the power of salt vinegar and different things like that. And um, so I'm just, I'm glad that mother is introducing this in the course. I'm glad it's going well. It is. Have you, have I given the recipe for mother's bath? You didn't give me the recipe, but I saw it somewhere and I saw that it required an entire pound of salt, which I was very curious about. Two pounds. (laughs)
0: So in a standard bathtub, uh, or even a larger one, it doesn't really matter how much water's in there. Uh, mother's bath is one pound of Epsom salt, one pound of sea salt, and a quarter to a half a cup of raw, unfiltered apple cider vinegar. And it's so awesome. It is such an awesome bath. It clears your energy like you just can't even believe it. If you took that once a week, you would be amazed. I used to have to take them every day. Uh, mother had me taking them every day, and luckily, this was way back when before sea salt became like chic and popular. And our right. um, our co-op, I was living in Sedona, this is the early '90s, and our co-op had this <laughs> this bulk um, sea salt from the Dead Sea. It was like it was almost moist. It was gray color, and it was so fabulous. And it was so cheap. It was like nothing. I don't even remember. It was like 20 cents you know, a pound or something ridiculous like that. It was so, or like a dollar. I don't even remember, but it was so cheap. And uh, I was taking those baths every day. And uh, it was, it helped. Oh, my gosh, Charlotte, it's such a great bath.
1: So what was the quantity on the apple cider vinegar? And I recommend on the show Brog brand. B-R-A-G-T, it's raw, unfiltered, very powerful. Yep, that's my do?
0: favorite one, too. Yep. Uh, and a, either a quarter to a half a cup. Quarter to half. Yep. Okay. So, f- so
1: for the listeners, let me just repeat this. So Mother's recipe for a salt bath, ladies and gentlemen, is one pound of Epsom salt, one pound of sea salt, and you can get that at a grocery so, store. Correct. Uh, a quarter... You a cup of raw, unfiltered apple cider vinegar. I recommend Bragg brand, and that's called B-R-A-T-G. That's good stuff. It is
0: great stuff. And you think you're going to smell like a salad when you get out, but if you rinse off, strangely enough, you, you don't. And I have not met anybody who's ever said that the salt itches their skin. I don't know. I, I actually have never spoken to someone who had a bad uh, skin problem, or any kind of bad experience with the bath, now that doesn't mean to say that no one would ever have a reaction, but in 23 years, I have not known anyone who's, who's had a, um, and I've had um, clients who are naturopaths, and they would recommend that to their patients, because uh, it's just a, it's so great at cleaning your energy field out, just really great. Yeah, um, I haven't heard of any
1: negative reactions either, but my experience is uh, I tell people to immerse yourself as much as you can, stay in there for at least 15 minutes. You're not going to smell like a salad. But my skin was always soft. There was a softness. And yeah. and I like to I like to either meditate or pray while I'm in there and forgive and do forgiveness work and start clearing out as well. And the salt absorbs negativity and then washes, takes that away and goes right down the
0: drain. So it's really yeah. therapeutic. Yep, that's about right. 15, 20 minutes. And, uh, yeah, she does recommend to, to go underwater if you can, if that's not upsetting. to Some people that's upsetting. But, um, yeah, to totally submerge yourself, you know, a few times uh, while you're in the bath. And, uh, yeah, it's a great idea to meditate or pray or do that kind of work while you're in the bathtub. It's just, it's such, the salt, the water, the vinegar is a perfect conduit as you said, for just drawing that out of your body and your energy field. mm mm-hmm. And chasing it away. Yep. I typically
1: pick a prayer or a, or a favorite mantra and say it over and over again until I kind of go into a trance and then start releasing. It's good stuff. I'm, I'm curious about the convergence of this energy. Mother said, well, it's stress, a stressful time for many. This convergence was necessary to move the planet forward. Now we are beyond the apex of that convergence, and it will begin to slow down and resume a more normal pace so that everyone can heal where they need healing. I understand your reaction to the events in your life, beloved, but you must be diligent in moving forward with faith. So I'd like to extend that and share that with everybody else, all the listeners, and use this salt bath recipe to help you if you're having a difficult time calming down and regaining your balance if you've had
0: a really difficult time with life. Thank Yes, that's a great, that is a great idea. And, and moving forward with faith is, hmm, well, at this point for me anyway, I should say, it, it really is that which drives the bus, so to speak, you know, it's the, it's the fuel that uh, faith is, is fuel for me. Um, and so far... It really has not let me down, you know, moving, choosing to move forward with faith, even if I don't know. I keep thinking, you know, you're such an inspiration for me, Charlotte, when you told me about your move and you know what's coming and you just packed up your apartment, even though you didn't know where you were moving to or what was happening. And I just thought, yeah, that is moving forward with faith. Mm -hmm. That's a great example of that. Yeah, that's, uh, that's another scenario. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, but, but the manifestation of movement has not arrived yet. I have to be in apparently. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't want to take up a whole lot of your time. Uh, we have a little bit left. Did you want to bring Mother through and see what she says about
0: everything we've discussed? Well, yes, we're at the hour, so I just have um, just a few more minutes, so I will bring her through, and maybe for a quick, quick message. Perfect. Hello, beloved one. Hello, mother. Welcome on. Thank you, my dear. It is wonderful to be with you and all those listening. Mm. Mm. So, you have questions for me about this most recent energetic planetary uh, shakeup. Yes, ma'am. Did you want me to go ahead and ask? Why not, since we have limited time, right? Okay. Uh, someone had mentioned that there was a new planet
1: discovered, and but it was orbiting in an opposite direction from the other planets, and we thought perhaps that was causing turbulence. For me, that's a minor question. The major question was about the clarifying the convergence of energy and that the hard part is now over as of yesterday. That was my main uh, concern.
0: Yes, things are smoothing out now as of yesterday. And you are going to, yes, there's a new planet, um, but the orbit isn't, uh, well, The it's not really uh, enough to cause these kinds of um, um, shake-ups. Right. So that's not really what's causing uh, the problems. So okay. I'm just going to give you a little overview okay, of uh, where humanity is at in relation to planetary energy. Right? So for the first time um, in human history on your planet, you have The largest physical population, right? So lots of people living on Mother Earth. And throughout the populations of the world, um, in the last 100 years, uh, more and more people are uh, opening themselves to... um, planetary energies, um, uh, alien races, uh, beings that are physical yet different than humans, um, celestial energy, uh, entity, all kinds of psychic uh, energy. It has become a worldwide phenomenon and it is gaining interest. It is gaining Um, people's awakening. So what happens, and this is something that people have to understand, that when you open yourself to go beyond the five senses of being human, right? Mm -hmm. When you open your, um, your mind, your Heart, your body, your spirit, uh, to the greater energies. You're going to be affected by these outside energies. Right. So when your millennium changed over, right, to the 2000s, right. Uh, this is the age of transparency. where um, it is not uh, easy to hide anymore, uh, to stay in denial, and that's both outward and inward. But what also comes along with that transparency, it's not just about uh, catching politics, uh, doing uh, politicians doing bad things, uh, but it's very much about The veils between the seen and the unseen world thinning out. And the more people that have interest and actively seek out these larger energies, the thinner the veils become. Because you are collective, you are one, and What the collective wants, the collective gets. So the more people in the collective that are actively thinning the veils by their interests, what they engage in, what they practice on their own, what they reach out for, the more you all are going to be um, connected to these energy shifts, um, changes. So some planetary uh, shifts are going to bring good things, Uh, or what you perceive as good things. Things go very smoothly. Things fall into place very easily. Um, And then there are times where there is planetary shifts and alignment that shake things up that cause you to look more deeply, that challenge your perception of your daily life. Right, So there's uh, all these different energies, and the more you expand yourself as an individual, and the more you expand yourself as a collective, um, the more you are going to feel Feel these types of energies. So it's not that um, these are uh, being felt as a punishment or there to make more problems, uh, but when you when you ask for connection. You're not just asking for connection to one being or one entity, right? What you're asking for is to move beyond the physical, to recognize yourself as a physical being, but also to acknowledge that you are more than that, right? And the body is not an illusion. The body is real because you feel that it's real. It's happening. So it's real. But yes, you are much more than just the physical body. And the more you explore that, connect with that, embrace that, and activate that, the more sensitive you will become to all the energies that are swirling around you. And the best way to go about this consciously is to set your intention, right? Mm
1: -hmm. So,
0: So the best intention that you can set is to decide each day that you are going to align with love at every level of your life, right? So uh, try not to use words like highest and best and only light and only joy because that's not how life works, right? You are not only going to have joy. And your idea of what is best and highest tends to be limited. Right? Mm-hmm. But if you align yourself with love at every level, meaning love at the base level of being human all the way up to the highest level of uh, energetic expression. Right? So if you align yourself with that love, and you can start to trust that when you become involved in situations like the one you were just involved in, these are given to you to sort of snap you out of... Uh, any kind of apathy or groove or routine that you've gotten into, but really is not going to be sustainable for your overall growth. Does that make sense? It, it, it will. For example, I'm going to use you as an example, beloved, because you went into such wonderful detail today that um, in order for you to grow, um, physically, emotionally, mentally, spiritually, um, money is going to have to be involved there along the way, right? And your growth um, needs to allow for infusions of money to help pay for where you want to go with your growth. It's more of a practical thing. And If you are holding on too tight to the purse strings energetically, I don't mean hanging that way in that you don't spend money. I mean that uh, sort of a stranglehold on that energy as a whole. You have to be given certain things along the way to shake you up. When you are um, sort of wobbly emotionally and mentally Spiritually, energetically, you are in a much better place, you, the individual Charlotte, to say, okay, wait a minute. Something's going on here. Something's larger than just what's being presented. There's an energy here. There's a chance for me to open up, to expand, to let go, to really start to examine what I'm doing with my money and is is what I'm doing with my money is that supporting growth or is it stifling growth Mm -hmm. So these are as uh, much as people don't want to hear the word opportunity when they're really in the deep difficulty of the chaos it is exactly that and When you are asking for more connection to the angels and more connection to uh, this energy, my energy, uh, the beautiful, wonderful, loving energy, know that you are becoming more connected to all the energies. And that gives you the ability To have much better discernment when you make your choices. Much more accuracy as far as uh, do you resonate positively with this person, this situation, this item, this direction, this path, or do I resonate negatively with those things? And if it's negatively, then you can say I'll pass. This is not for me. So this is part of spiritual maturity, is recognizing that you cannot compartmentalize your spiritual connection. Am I saying that in a way that makes sense? Yes. You cannot just say, I only want this, right? Because uh, it doesn't really work. That way, but you can trust that because your intention is ultimately based in love, and your true desire to um, to expand into the energies that go beyond your physical body, um, to expand into these energies with a big heart, with a desire to serve, with love at the forefront. But ultimately, what you end up feeling, what ends up flowing to you, is going to be all about opportunity. An opportunity to make peace with the possibility of loss, with real loss, um, and to recognize that sometimes you lose things so that you can lighten the load and have much greater clarity be kind to yourself my dear all right yes and please don't hmm, please don't drop your self care when things get difficult that's when you need it the most my love all right yes thank you you are always welcome my daughter Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Namaste. Namaste, Mother. Hello. Hello. welcome back thank you thank you I
1: enjoyed this and and I appreciate your support in allowing me to get this off my chest because I've been holding it in and I did start to isolate like you were talking about Mm -hmm. like I kind of went and and like mother just said I just threw in the towel you know what I mean threw in the towel and why bother It it was just It was very um, a very dark place to be, and and doesn't happen often. But when that self pity, you know, my banana peel, when that self pity gets to me, sometimes it really gets a hold, and this time it did. You know, so I appreciate you for me.
0: Absolutely, absolutely, and thank you as always for having me as your co host. I enjoy it so much, Charlotte. Oh, you're
1: welcome. Glad you're part of the team. All right, well, spiritualinsightsradio.com, you can check out all of the interactions. Well, thank you again, Danielle, and I guess we'll be speaking in a few weeks. Yes, we will. Thanks, Charlotte. You're welcome. Have a great one. You too. All right, everyone, that's our show for today. We do hope you enjoyed it as much as we did. Until next time, God bless and be at peace.